morning, guys. It's been uh, great living here in Chicago. Um, I'm from the Philippines. My wife is here. Can you please stand, my dear? Um, last month, June 27th, we celebrated our 20th year together. And, uh, and that's also 20 years of uh, ministry. We're celebrating that. So before we moved here, I was uh, serving as a pastor and church planter in southern Philippines. And uh, 2015, we moved here. I studied in a seminary in Dyer, Indiana. And then uh, we learned about Chicago. We learned about Rogers Park through Phil. And uh, we felt the call to serve here um, and um, reach out to the nations with the gospel, the nations that are here with us. And it's been great. So that was January 26. And uh, it's been five months. Uh, more than a little bit more than five months and it's been great we love you guys um, we love Park Community Church SRP we're partners and uh, we serve in West Ridge and we also serve at North Rogers Park and uh, so we're very busy we need your prayers and uh, uh, we're continuing on with the series on judges when God is not king um, because Israel rejected God, there's a cycle of uh, sin and judgment and crying out to God, and then God delivering them through judges, leaders, and then when that judge and leader dies, they go back to their old ways. They sin again, and God places them under the rule, the oppression that comes from the nations around them. And, and, and that's what we read here in Judges chapter 4, uh, when God is not king. But uh, that's the bad news, right? That uh, God's people have rejected God and have followed the gods of the nations instead. But there's also good news here because the whole Bible is about Jesus Christ. And uh, here in chapter 4, we read about God uh, saving Israel, delivering Israel from the slavery of Jabin, from the oppression uh, of that cruel tyrant, that cruel king. Let us open our Bibles together in Judges chapter 4. We're not going to read the whole thing. We'll be reading the whole, throughout the sermon. We're going to be reading the whole passage, the whole chapter throughout the sermon. But for now, before we pray, uh, let us read Judges chapter 4, verse... My eyes are failing me. I'm, I'm really getting old. It's my first time to wear glasses like this. On uh, <laughs> verse 23... <laughs> And uh, we're going to be reading until verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 2. Chapter 4, verse 23, uh, up to chapter 5, verse 2. If you don't have a Bible, we have uh, Bibles available for you. If you're new here, uh, should they raise their hands? Or, yeah, need Bible, a Bible, raise your hand. Somebody will give you a Bible. Okay. All right. Everybody has a Bible. Let's read. Judges. Oh, wow. That's, that's fallen. <laughs> This pulpit needs deliverance. All right. Pray for this pulpit. Judges chapter 4, verse 23. Uh, 
to chapter 5, verse 2. So on that day, God subdued Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the people of Israel. And the hand of the people of Israel pressed harder and harder against Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. Chapter 5. Then sang Deborah, Deborah, and Barak, the son of Abinoam, on that day, that the leaders took the lead in Israel, that the people offered themselves willingly, bless the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you for his death on the cross. We thank you that through his blood shed for us, he paid for our sins. And through the cross, we have freedom and victory over all the works of the enemy. And Father, we have the Holy Spirit. You gave us the Holy Spirit. And by the Spirit, we have power from on high. We are empowered by your Spirit to overcome sin, to overcome the devil, to overcome all his works, and to rise up with your victory, with the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, bless your people today through the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, the, the summary, the message of um, this story is in verse 23. Am I seeing that right? It's verse 23. So on that day, God subdued Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the people of Israel. That's the summary of the whole chapter. And so this is about God's victory. He is your victory. That's the takeaway this morning. God is your victory. Therefore, say yes to him. Amen? God is your victory, therefore say yes to him. Now here in this passage, victory was impossible. We read about the sin of Israel. They did it again, verse 1. And the people of Israel again, say again. Come on, one more time, say again. The people of Israel again did evil did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. They were enslaved to sin. They were continuing in their sin. There was no freedom from sin for the Israelites. That's the, the first big barrier to victory here. And, uh, and God gave them over. That's what verse 2 says, right? God, the Lord, sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. So God put them under judgment, and he used an evil king, a cruel oppressor. We read in verse 3, this king had 900 chariots of iron, and he oppressed the people of Israel cruelly, cruelly for 20 years. Can you imagine that? Living under foreign rule for 20 years. And that foreign kingdom, that foreign king is not nice at all. A cruel oppressor for 20 years. Now turn with me to chapter 5. Deborah describes how it was in those days when they were under oppressors. 
Chapter 5, verse 6. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were abandoned. The travelers kept to the byways. The villagers ceased in Israel. They ceased to be. And we'll stop there. Okay? Because the next one is, is good news. Until I arose, Deborah said. Okay? We'll go back there. But you see the effect of this cruel oppressor upon the people? That's why Barak was so timid and hesitant. And not just Barak. Many of the tribes of Israel, many of the people of Israel were hesitant about rising up and going into battle against this Jabin. Now, it says here in verse uh, 3 that he had 900 chari chariots of iron. That's technology back then. This, this is like tanks today. This guy has tanks, right? And uh, man, this guy is undefeatable. But not just 900 chariots. That's already huge, right? But we read in verse 7, verse 7, I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the river Kishon with his chariots and his troops. He had chariots and he had troops. So he had foot soldiers as well, 900 chariots and possibly thousands of foot soldiers. And so this guy had total control. Jabin and his general, uh, Sisera, they had total control over Israel. And Israel was no match for them. No match. Israel couldn't do anything to set themselves free. So what did they do? Verse 3. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. That's all that they could do. They cried out to the Lord for help because there is no way that they can defeat the chariots and the infantry of Sisera and Jabin. They needed the Lord. And so they cried to the Lord for help. Now the Lord answered their prayer. And how did the Lord answer their prayer? Verse 4 says, Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth was judging Israel at that time. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the people of Israel came up to her for judgment. God had a leader in place, a judge, a prophetess. What a great woman Deborah is. In contrast to all the other judges, Deborah is the most righteous of them all. We read about Deborah here and we see that he's always talking about God. She's always talking about God. Her mind was spiritual. And God spoke to her. God gave her messages for Israel. What a blessing that is, right? Deborah. And so if we turn again to chapter 5, we read about what happened because of... Uh, the oppression, but verse 7 says, the villagers ceased in Israel. They ceased to be. And Deborah says, until I arose. Until I arose. I, Deborah, arose as a mother in Israel. Deborah answered God's call. She was God's provision for Israel. How many women of God do we have here this morning? 
Amen. And that is by grace, right? Because Deborah also was just a human being like us. She had a sinful nature, right? But by the grace of God, she was a different woman, different kind of woman. She had the Holy Spirit. And God used her. God gave her a gift. And she used that gift to serve God and to serve His people. I want to tell you this morning, this message is not just for the women, but especially, of course, for the women. Amen? Amen? Serve the Lord. God has placed His Holy Spirit in you because of the, the death and sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. God gave you the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, right? In the last days, God says, it shall come to pass, I will, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And He says, I will pour it out on the men and also on the women, on old people and young people, on the masters and slaves. God gives His Holy Spirit to everyone who believes in Jesus. And so, you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is in you. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You have power from on high. And God talks to you because you are His child. So, no matter your, what your background may be, right? Uh, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Now, can I see some smiles? Because <laughs> are we happy about that? Yeah, do we believe that? Do you have the whole? Yes, the Bible says you have the Holy Spirit. And God talks to you. You have your Bible. And so, every day we should be in the Word of God. Every day we should open the Word of God and pray. Talk to God as His child. It's not really hard. You know, God in the Holy Spirit, by the blood of Jesus, in the Holy Spirit, God has given you all the equipment that you need to serve Him. So we have Deborah here. We have Deborah in this passage as a spokesperson of God. She spoke for God. And in the Old Testament, the women were at a disadvantage. And so we thank the Lord that somehow uh, society has matured. And, and because of Christianity, right, women are respected. Women are honored. Yes? Do we honor the women? <laughs> do we respect? We do, right? We do. Now, there's still oppression, but it's a lot better today than at the time of Deborah. Can you imagine the barriers that she crossed, right? She broke. She stepped out in faith. Now, today they say, oh, if you're a woman and you want to be a CEO, oh, my goodness. You're going to go through a lot. You're going to have to fight a lot of battles. That's today. Imagine at the time of the judges, right? The women were at a great disadvantage. But God empowered Deborah. So Deborah is a miracle from God. Deborah was the work of God. She was, the Lord was at work, and God raised up Deborah. And you know what? God has also raised you up for such a time as this. I know, like, like me, us, 
we have our sinful nature, we have weaknesses, and, and it's hard, right? But God is with us in the same way that he was with Deborah. In fact, the ministry of Deborah was just a shadow. Can you imagine that? Deborah, the ministry, the prophetic ministry, the leadership ministry of Deborah was just a shadow of what was to come in the New Testament, right? Through the blood of Jesus, because of the blood of Jesus shed for us, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon all flesh. And the, and the Bible says, Acts chapter 2, and they shall prophesy. They shall prophesy. That means you will prophesy. Now, we're not talking about weird stuff. We're not, right? We're not talking about weird stuff. We're talking about you getting in the Word, mm-hmm, getting in the Bible, getting in the Word, communing with God, talking to God, right? As your Father, and He talks to you. He gives you words for yourself, a word of comfort, a word of encouragement, a word that edifies you. Every morning, God's going to give you that. He should, right? I mean, he's a good father, but sometimes we're not good children. So, <laughs> but he forgives, right? He forgives. He forgives our sins. Get in the word every morning, the Holy Spirit with you, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit with you. He's going to give you a word. And you will speak that word to yourself. You will speak that word to your family. You'll speak that word to your loved ones, to your neighbor, to your friend, office mate, workmate, classmate, cats, dogs, kittens. <laughs> you will prophesy. You will speak forth the word of God. That's the effect of the Holy Spirit filling you. We have to believe this. Do you believe this? I believe it, and I can see us here at Park Community Church, WRP, NRP, and someday, right, in West RP, God raising up people who are filled with the Holy Spirit and His Word, and they're trusting the Lord, and they're breaking barriers, and God's going to go before them, and God's going to use them. And they will be set free from all the wiles and schemes and works of the devil. They'll be set free from all those. Not going to be perfect in this world, but free. Amen? Free and victorious because of Jesus Christ. And you're going to be happy. Your family is going to be happy. Yeah? We're not a depressed church. Are we a sad church? No. Rejoice in the Lord, right? <laughs> rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So I don't get the, you know, God's going to break that depression, that sadness, that timidity, that hesitancy. That's what happened here. So we have Deborah raised up by God supernaturally, right? Against all odds. And God who was with Deborah is with you. Not under the old covenant. You're under the new and better covenant. We should be more holy because of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We should be more holy. We should be more spiritual than Deborah. Let's pray for that. Let's pray for that. Lord, make us that. Lord, make us that. More humble. She's always talking about God. She was in tune with God. 
and she ministered for God. I'm almost running out of time. <laughs> All right, now we have Barak. Deborah talked to him. Look at verse 6. She said, Has not the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you? Go! Barak, go! Right? Gather! Gather your men at Mount Tabor. So he had men. Barak had men. But before the Lord spoke, before they cried, and before the Lord spoke through Deborah, uh, even with his men, he couldn't fight. They were timid, and they were intimidated, and they couldn't move. They couldn't do anything to fight. They were keeping the peace, right? Just taking it. But God said, go gather your men at Tabor and take 10,000 from the people of Naphtali, Naphtali and the people of Zebulun. And this is God's promise. And I will draw out, verse 7, I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the river Kishon with his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand. Wow. I will give that guy with 900 char chariots and thousands of foot soldiers. I will give him into your hand. Wow. What a promise, right? Now go. God was talking through um, Deborah, go. And what did um, Barak say? Barak said to her in verse 8, If you go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. Okay, the pulpit that needs deliverance. <laughs> Lay hands on the pulpit. Prophesy to the pulpit. <laughs> verse 8. <laughs> Barak said to her, if, if you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. Was he obeying God? Was he obeying the word of God here? God said go. God didn't say if Deborah goes with you, Barak, you go. No, God just said go. Unconditional, right? Just go, Barak. Step out in faith. Go. But Barak said, nope. If you, Deborah, goes with me, I will obey God. But if you will not go with me, I will disobey God. That's what he was saying. So he was not really obedient. He was disobedient. Now, again, the theme, the message is God subdued the enemy. It wasn't Deborah, it wasn't Jabin who subdued the enemy. God did. Because Deborah was not a general. Deborah was not a warrior, right? She was a prophetess, but not a general, not a warrior. So God cannot really use her to, right, directly use her to subdue the enemy. Now, Barak was the one who has the training, right? He had the skills, he had the ability, right? He was the general. He was the best of all the warriors of Israel, right? But he did, didn't want to obey unless. You see that? And now imagine all the rest of the armies of Israel. If, if the, the greatest of the warriors... Barak was like that. How much more? The soldiers, right? Under him. They were fully obedient, all of them. That's why Israel was in such a mess, right? 
and it's because of sin. And so again, God is the hero here. He, not Deborah, not Barak, subdued the enemy. He won the victory despite of, in spite of the sin, the continuing sin of Israel. By the way, in verse 3, it says there, they cried out to the Lord. It doesn't say they repented. Right? It doesn't say they, they broke their idols and altars and all that. And it doesn't say they turned back to God in repentance and faith. No, just as they cried. They cried to God for help. Right? And we're seeing it here now, Barak representing all of Israel. They were hesitating. Now look at the difference between uh, Barak and, and Deborah here. What did Deborah say? Verse 9. She said, I will surely go with you. Wow, what a woman of God. She said, Barak said, I will go if, okay, I will go if, and only if. Yeah? But the woman of God, the woman who knows the word of God, she said, I will surely go. She wasn't a warrior. She didn't say, I'm not, Barak, come on. I'm a woman. I'm not even a Girl Scout. <laughs> I haven't invented that yet. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're bringing me to the battlefield? No way, Jose. Right? Do they still say that in America? No way, Jose. Anyway, she said, I will surely go. What? Faith, right? That is faith. That should be in your mouth every day. God, I will surely go. Lord, I am weak. Lord, I'm sinful. You know me. You know, I'm not all that, right? <laughs> I have weaknesses. I have dysfunctions. I have struggles. But Lord, by faith, I will surely go. I will surely go. Deborah was trusting the Lord. See that? Deborah had her eyes on God. And she was following God. That's you. That's us. Amen? That's the members of SRP, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. We're going to be like that, right? Uh, I don't know. Well, that was her and me. I'm just, you know. Don't. Stop looking at yourself. And fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on what he did for you. Amen? Now, I'm really out of time. So now the third person here that we see is Jael. Jael. Now, Jael, God gave Sisera to her. Because of, of, of uh, Barak's hesitancy, God said, you know what, Barak? Through Deborah, God said, you know what, Barak? God's going to give Sisera not into your hands, so there's a, there's a change in the promise, but into the hand of a woman. Again, at that time, right? I was like, whoa, that's impossible. So basically, God was saying, I'm going to show you my power, Barak. I'm going to show you my power. You are the mighty man. You are the general. You are the train with your thing, you know, your moves. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> you can do all that. But I don't need that. Like Gideon, right? I don't need that. I'm going to show you. I will use an outsider. Jael was an outsider. Her husband was a Kenite. She wasn't an Israelite. Her husband wasn't an Israelite. 
And you know what? Her husband was an ally. You can read it there. An ally of the enemy. And God used her. God used her in a mighty way. Come on, let's just read that. Uh, verse uh, 18. Jael came out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my Lord, turn aside to me. Do not be afraid. So he turned aside. Okay? He said, Please give me a little water to drink. And then, verse 21, Jael, the wife of Heber, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand. Then she went softly to him. Are you there? Verse 21. And drove the peg into his temple until it went down into the ground while he was lying fast asleep from weariness. That's the one who killed Sisera. Another mighty woman who she believed in God. I believe she believed in God. And, and uh, she, she, she was for Israel, for the people of God. And so she saw Sisera and she said, come here, come here. And Sisera said, give me water. Okay, she gave her milk and then she covered her. Sisera said, go, go outside at the door and watch for people. People ask you, is there anyone there? I say, no one is there. Instead, she looked for a tent peg and a mallet in her hand while Sisera was sleeping. Boom, she dealt the, the death blow. Wow. Can you see the contrast there? Sisera with chariots of iron. Yeah? With thousands of foot soldiers. And here is this woman with a tent peg in her left hand and a mallet in another hand. Right? And she dealt the death blow. She trusted God. I couldn't even do that. I don't know how to do that. Do you know how to do that? Kill someone with that peg? Wow. Yeah? God used something ordinary. Something ordinary. And so that's why the next verse, uh, verse 23 says, it was God who subdued Jabin. And that's the good news. Right? God is your victory. Now, if you are you're someone who doesn't yet believe in Jesus, uh, the Bible says that you are enslaved to sin. You are enslaved to sin. There are things in your life that you couldn't break. There are jabins in your life. And God wants to set you free from that. The Bible says that when Jesus died on the cross, in Colossians chapter 2, he paid for our sins, and also he disarmed the powers and principalities. He disarmed Satan and all his demons. So you can be set free through the Lord Jesus Christ if you will just give your heart to him today. If you will just believe in him, he will set you free. Now, perhaps you're a believer. Uh, most of us are believers, of course. And, uh, but perhaps you have some struggles in your life some sin, some habit, struggle, and it's been years and years and years, and you don't feel free. You're not experiencing freedom and victory in Christ. God subdued Jabin, and through Jesus Christ, he subdued Satan and all his demons and sin and everything that's against us, that's against you.
Put your eyes on Him. He's giving you the victory. Believe it. Believe it. Through the cross. Now, Jael had the tent peg in her hand, right? Right? And she dealt the death blow on the forehead. Genesis 3.15 says that the, the, the son, the offspring of the woman, who is Jesus, is the one who crushed Satan through his death on the cross, crushed his head. The other thing is that Jesus, the nail, right, is the equivalent of the tent peg in jail's hand. But the nail that Jesus had was driven to his hands. And through his death on the cross, God destroyed Satan. God destroyed Jabin and Sisera. So the Bible says, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. In Jesus, you have total freedom and victory over Satan, over the sin, and over everything that keeps you from serving him. Now, the, so receive that from the Lord this morning, especially as we take communion. Claim that. Secondly, don't be like Barak. Be like Deborah and Jael. Stop hesitating about the promises of God. Stop saying no to God. Stop saying if, Lord, if, Lord, if, I will, if. Say yes to God. He's your victory. Say yes to Him. Serve Him. You don't need to be a superstar. Look at jail, right? A mother, she was good at fixing tents. She was good at hospitality. God used him, used her to strike the death blow on the enemy, to complete the victory of Israel. So God can use you. In your eyes, in the eyes of other people, you may be small in their eyes, but not in the eyes of God. God sees you in Christ. You are big in the eyes of God. You are powerful in the eyes of God. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The power of God from on high is upon you 24-7, and it's by grace. So today we will ask the Lord for forgiveness for our sins and ask Him to set us free from sin. And then finally, we'll ask the Lord to release us for service, to release us to serve His cause, to pray for people who are bound by the enemy, to serve Him, to receive the word from God, and to share it to others, to have that boldness. We will pray together. Amen? Okay, let's stand. God is with us. Father, for those who are not yet united to you by faith, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will break the powers of sin, you will break the powers of Satan and demons and evil spirits, every stronghold, Lord, every slavery and bondage upon their lives. I pray, Lord, we pray together this morning that you will release the Holy Spirit upon them, Lord, and set them free. Lord, even for us who are believers in Christ, and yet, Lord, we, we, we are not free from certain things. We don't have victory from certain things. And it's been months, perhaps even years, 
God, you are merciful. You are gracious in the name of Jesus. Fill them with the Holy Spirit this morning, O oh God, by your grace and mercy. Lord, set them free, Lord, from every while, every scheme, every work of the enemy. Lord, be with us this morning as the, the father and also the warrior. Set your people free. And Lord, raise us up, Lord. In the name of Jesus, all of us, give us faith, Lord. More faith, greater faith. Bigger, to step out in faith, Lord, and just serve you. That we wouldn't, wouldn't stop saying no to you, Lord. And we, we would stop saying if, we, I will if, I will if. But Lord, we will we'll be a people who says yes to you. Yes to God. We are weak, we are small, but in you we are big and we are powerful and we say yes to Jesus. We say yes to you. Father, use my brothers and sisters, every one of us, to be a blessing, to be a prophet, Lord, to our children, to our loved ones, to our friends, classmates, office mates, neighbors, to the nations here, Lord. Father, make us your spokespersons, Lord. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and fill us with your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.